Welcome to the latest episode of Schneps Connects. New York City is a colossal consumer of produce with an estimated annual consumption of over 2.5 billion pounds of fruits and vegetables. This immense demand is primarily met by the Hunts Point Produce Market, which plays a pivotal role in supplying fresh and diverse produce to the city's residents, restaurants, and businesses. New York City's essential food infrastructure, the Hunts Point Produce Market, is the largest wholesale produce market in the nation, comprising nearly 30 different merchants, each with a rich history and expertise spanning multiple generations. This bustling hub has been a lifeline for New York City. Today's guest is Philip Grant, who's the chief executive officer of the Hunts Point Produce Market. Philip leads a team of over 100 staff that supports the day-to-day operations of the market. He, in collaborations with these merchants, was pivotal to keeping New York City fed throughout the pandemic, as well as every day. Previously, Philip held the role of Senior Vice President Director of Construction for the Asset Management Operations Division of the NYC EDC. He led the division over $1 billion capital project portfolio. Key projects included the NYC Ferry, Brooklyn Armand Terminal, Phase 5, the Made in New York campus, and various capital projects in the Hunts Point area of the Bronx. Philip is a licensed professional engineer in New York and certified construction manager. He's a graduate of Fairleigh Dickinson University and holds an MBA from Mercy College. So, Philip, thank you so much for taking the time to chat. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Josh. Thank you for having me. Thank you for really shedding some light on what we do here right out of the South Bronx. Thank you, Josh. Well, listen, it's the least we could do considering you feed New York City. Absolutely. You know, 60% of our produce that goes into the city comes right out of here. We feed 22, 23 million people daily. It's really unbelievable when you put those numbers into perspective. But give me a little background first on yourself and really how you got into this kind of role. Absolutely, Josh. As you said before, I'm a licensed professional engineer by trade. I spent over a decade building the city's infrastructure, starting with the New York City Economic Development Corporation and MTA and a few private firms uh, prior. My team and I brought the NYC ferry, the first ferry stop to the Bronx, and 12 other landings across the city. You know, right now I'm here at the market working on a redevelopment. We're working to build access to healthy food. The goal is to make the market greener, more sustainable and eco-friendly. Those are some of the things that we're doing actively here. This investment will create economic development and bring more jobs to our area. Well, it's really, you know, critical infrastructure at the end of the day. I mean, feeding New Yorkers as critical infrastructure as it possibly can get. Right now, we're walking in between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And I really appreciate you taking this time because I can just imagine, you know, this time of year, how busy it is. But talk a little bit about what you guys also do to help everyday New Yorkers like during Thanksgiving and, and holiday season. Absolutely. We, we have what we call, and we've been doing it for the several years now, the week of giving. We normally start the week before Thanksgiving and we go across the boroughs. We do 7,000 pounds uh, daily of fresh produce out to families that need it. Everything in the bag to make a healthy Thanksgiving meal, except the mm-hmm. turkey, of course, you know, uh, comes out of here. So that's some of the work that we do. Outside of the week of giving, we donate annually between 15 and 40 million pounds of fresh produce out into oh. our area uh, through our partners. Hmm. That's amazing. When you think about that, that's really incredible. 
Talk a little bit about how the market supports regional farmers, because I, I assume being a farmer is not an easy profession and the ability to access broader markets and really be able to achieve sustainable practices. I mean, talk to me a little bit about it from their perspective. My key thing here is public investment around regional hubs like the market. That's what the market provides. It's the ability to keep a consistent source of fresh uh, food into the city. So here are a couple of ways that how we could continue to support our local uh, farmers. You know, we could do that through market access and getting them access to our distribution networks to expand their reach into the international markets, logistical assistance. You know, we could help them navigate exporting challenges and regulatory uh, compliance. Hmm. And then we also have the direct buyer-farmer connections that we could do. So it's really the network and the resources here through our member merchants that could help and continue to support our local farmers. And I assume that these are farmers all over the country that are bringing their produce into the market. Can you give a little background on that? A good portion of our product that comes into the market is also locally grown. Yes, we are affected by seasonality. However, 10% of what comes into the market is local. And then we source from 49 states and 55 countries. Hmm. So product is coming in from everywhere. I give you a, a bit, for instance, we get rail service uh, training on a daily basis, uh, six times a week. And the journey to get product on rail here, it's about an eight-day journey from across the country. It makes its way, you know, say from Washington State down to Chicago, then to uh, Selkirk, and then down to the Oak Point Yard, and then into the market. And that's our daily shuffle you know, every day. And that's a portion of it, the rail. We also get product in by truck. We get product in by uh, ships and a small portion by air. So we just had a conversation with one of our merchants and they were sourcing specialty products from uh, Chile. So wow. you know, those are some of the things that happen here on a daily basis, day in, day out. I love it. I, I mean, I can tell it's a fast-paced environment. It must be. Oh, absolutely. And our merchants and our employees, they love it. You get down onto the dock, you really see what goes on here. That's one of the things that kept us going through COVID. Our folks, it's a night market. They get here. They have one mission, keeping New York fed in the region. You know, Philip, the first time I talked to you, I learned something because I feel like a lot of people think of the market as strictly B2B, meaning like there are, call it the supermarkets that come to you or delis or, you know, fruit markets or vegetable markets, whatever it might be that you would find in your neighborhood. But talk about the general public. Can they come to the Hunts Point market? Oh, absolutely. I'll give you a story through COVID. One of our partners was a, a local partner buying produce for a grandmother's building, you know, and some folks come in as a cooperative and they shop. So anyone, any person could come into the market. It is a public market. The only challenge is it's a good challenge is that you have to eat and buy 52 apples or 72 count apples. And, uh, you know, but if you work in a cooperative, you could actually, you know, split that up. So that's one example. But the general public uh, shops here, the, the streetcar vendors uh, shops here, one of the important things of the market is actually it regulates the price of produce in the city. You know, you could get two for a dollar banana. If the growers out in the state grows too much, they normally ship it here to the New York market because they know we'll find the market for it. And if they there's no market for it, we'll get it out to our donation methods. The public market regulates the price of produce in the city. Uh, to our it's, that's interesting. You know, it really, it's quite mind-blowing that the general public can just come in and buy fruits and vegetables, and you offer that service. But in addition to that, this marketing for farmers is quite interesting to me because you're able to support them with 
global trade, if I'm hearing you correctly. And what else are you offering them in terms of being able to enhance their marketability on the international stage? Some of the things here, and our merchants tell us uh, this, it's, this is a relationship business. It's a business of integrity. The farmers send their product here. They know they're going to get a fair price and a fair return on that product. So as a hub, you know, through the relationships with our merchants, we provide a sustainable resource uh, and source for food. When I look at it on this standpoint, we're talking about food systems. We view this as a national food security issue. If the market wasn't here, picture 60% of the, your produce are not getting out to the city. So the network of getting product here from the farmers across the country, from the 49 states, that's one of the reasons this market has stand the test of time through the relationship that our merchants have developed with this network, with the farmers, shippers, and the folks that get it here so that we could get it out to the region. You know, whenever I go to a supermarket, I try to buy organic. That's like my mindset. But you always like check the organic versus not organic and the price difference. Is organic a niche or you see it as like a really growth sector, particularly for farmers and consumers? We see it as a growth sector. We've been keeping an eye on that area. And many of our merchants tell you this. We have merchants that carry up to 2,000 different items. That's the beauty of the market. And Full line items as well. And organic sector is a strong sector. Uh, folks are bringing on folks that specialize just in that. So I, I see it as a growing area. You know, we see folks want to know or feel more connected to the food source. And that's what we're seeing here. So I view it as a growth potential as the market. And how are you guys collaborating with, I guess you would consider agroecological farmers? On our end, we're talking a little bit about uh, food systems. You know, uh, as we go along, Sustainability on all levels means sustainability for our hub and our food source. You know, as we understand that New York is poised to be one of the states or the region that could actually support itself in any uh, national emergency. So we have been working with merchants or folks that will actually want to do things differently. For instance, there's a vendor we're working with now, and it's on the pilot side, that wants to grow mushrooms out of a shipping container. Or vertical farmers looking mm -hmm. at doing different things through vertical farming on smaller footprint. So those are some of the things that we're looking towards this whole thing as a system, a shared ecosystem of uh, businesses that uh, complement each other. You know, I touched on your merchants and how some of them are like multi-generational. I'd love you just to maybe touch on just a little bit of your merchants, anything that you can share about them. We have merchants here that go back four generations and some are getting right into the fifth. Their businesses still thrive over four or five generations. They're at that expert level of, you know, feeding uh, New York. One of the things that we like here, our merchants will promote it, is that our employees are generational as well. You know, even on our staff, we have folks 30 plus years. I just had a conversation this week with a buyer, actually, a, a real buyer, and that works right out of the market. And They've been here since the market opened up <laughs> 50, 70 years. I love it. 56 years. And prior to that, they were down on Washington Street. So the market has so much uh, history. Everywhere we go, someone has some connection to the market. We mm. go out into Staten Island to do our week of giving. And one of our partners, her dad was a USDA inspector who used to take her to the market when she was 12. Wow. You know? So, you know, those are the stories that we hear, you know, as we go along. So those are some of the things that are happening here. And that's uh, the beauty of a regional economic food hub, such as the market. 
Yeah. I mean, it also sounds like a huge logistical operation, you know, getting everything in and getting it out. What do you see as some of the challenges and opportunities in terms of the supply chain? I could tell you a story, Josh. When COVID hit, you know, I was reporting to the city on a daily basis. You know, we could see the trends at the gate. There was points where we took a 30 or 50% drop at the gate. Now, I will tell you, we're not quite at pre-pandemic levels, but we're climbing back out of it. You know, uh, we're seeing anywhere between a 6 and 10% drop at our gates. However, we're optimistic. So those are some of the things that are happening here. It is a night market. You know, so we open up at 9 p.m. the night before and we go all the way till 3 p.m. We get the market ready and get right back into it at 9 or 10 the next night. You know, so those are some of the things that are happening. We do it on a day and day basis. We have rail coming in. Some of the challenge we see now, I mean, see them as a potential is really having public investment in our infrastructure. You know, our infrastructure is outdated. Um, mm. However, uh, we continue to keep the region fed, you know, 22, 23 million people on a daily basis. So those are some of the things that we're seeing here. It's, it's just a, a hub of economic growth. And the, this investment and this redevelopment will bring new jobs to the region and new opportunities for the South Bronx. So it sounds like region. rail is a critical part of uh, transportation for the yeah. food. Absolutely. Uh, it's about 5 to 10% of our volume comes through rail. Typically, it's the, we call it the uh, hardware product. Uh, anything that could last an eight-day journey, the carrots, the potatoes, uh, mm. they normally come in. It's about five tractor trailers. So mm. on average, the more rail we bring in, the less trucks that we have to have on the road. You know, So now we have the infrastructure here, but as we understand it, the infrastructure outside of the market also has to develop. As we go along, yes, we need the investment in our infrastructure here and also the investment in hubs and infrastructure integral to food sustainability outside of the market. You know, we talk a lot about the world moving towards a sustainable future. And how do you see Hunts Point's role in fostering sustainability in both itself and its partnerships? And how do you think the Bronx and really overall New York can be a part of that vision? You said it right, Josh. The way we've been visioning this thing, it's uh, this is True economic development here, the in, this investment. This is an investment that's going to keep our workers working, keep the region fed. You know, those are some of the things that we are looking towards. Shared partnership. We are uh, integral fabric of the Bronx, and we continue to be an integral fabric of the region. And you know, those are some of the things that are coming in. So we're really leaning into partnerships. Leaning into the points that, you know, 65% of our workers live and work out of the Bronx, and we're looking to bring 1,000-plus new jobs for the future. That's what I call true economic development. It's also a short-shot way of tackling uh, food insecurity. What, what's your thought process on really making sure that that economic growth engine and the continued growth of the city enhances rather than undermines, particularly the cultural richness of the South Bronx? On this end, uh, the vision is that we need every bit of space here in the Bronx so we could preserve and grow. And in order for us to preserve and grow, we also have to bring in complementary businesses. And our numbers are, speak for itself. 65% of our workers are Bronx-based and are local. So the opportunities that come here are going to be local and regionally driven. And once we open up that pipeline, improve our infrastructure, it's going to give us the opportunity to continue to tap into the locally grown market and giving farmers the opportunities to bring more product through the market, through our home. So what's the exact address if people want to visit the market? It's a 772 Edgewater Road, 
Bronx, New York, the Bronx. I love it, Philip. Well, thank you so much for sharing the story about the Hunts Point produce market. It's definitely a lively environment. And thank you for keeping uh, New York fed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Joshua. As I said, you know, we're grateful for you having us here to just uh, shed the light on the importance of this economic hub right here in the Bronx. That's my pleasure. Thank you. This is the Schneps Connects podcast. To listen to this podcast or any of our others, visit podcast.schnepsmedia.com or stream us on all major podcast networks. <laughs>